everyone, happy Friday. It is Friday the 13th, October 13th. Welcome to the podcast. So, <laughs> the Israel-Hamas conflict has continued to suck up all the media oxygen. And they, they're not reporting on anything else practically. So I'm going to try to get into some other stories. And there isn't a lot to report on uh, specifically because I don't want to keep going over and over um, war propaganda, either from the left or the right. Uh, and as I said before, this is a wedge issue. So there has been some satire ban- bantied about regarding that you have to pick a side in the conflict, and that's why it's considered a wedge issue. Well, the global elite have hit us with some misdirection and a worldwide wedge issue determined to set in motion a conflagration of hostilities. And the mainstream media takes a, takes a hit against a Trump comment which was out of context, and they keep hitting him with it repeatedly. It's all over the mainstream media that he said, what did he say, Hezbollah was smart or something like that? But it's completely taken out of context. Um, And whatever his comment was, he wasn't coming down on the side of Hamas or Hezbollah. He just, he made a comment that they were smart. What does that mean? Well, does it mean he's on their side? Because if you make a... comment like that and his MAGA supporters aren't buying it either including me Uh, it's just uh, mainstream media using it like I said it's a wedge issue so they're going to try to put them down on the side of Israel if Israel exterminates you know people in the Gaza you know they'll put them with Israel Uh, But right now, because people are looking at the Hamas attack as kind of heinous, especially with the propaganda about slitting throats and killing babies and stuff, they want to put them on that side right now. For one, I refuse to take sides in this uh, manufactured crisis. Specifically, as I said from the beginning, it's a manufactured crisis. So you shouldn't get sucked into this, um, this wedge issue. It was manufactured. Um, whether Hamas was probably unwitting, um, but Israel uh, Israel knew of the attack, so that's not. I mean, it, you know, they they knew this was happening. They wanted it to happen. The left is funding radical and militant Islam, and so they're going to make this a global issue. All right, let's get into it. We're going to start off with Jamie Dimon here. Um, This is from the Wall Street Journal. J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon, this may be the most dangerous time in the world has seen in decades. Bank posts better than expected profits? Of course. Because when it's the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades, of course the banks are going to be making more money. A CEO warns that wars in Israel and Ukraine might have far-reaching effects. He's basically telegraphing what I already knew and what, We know this is a manufactured crisis. Ukraine was a manufactured crisis. So the powers that be, the global elite, are pushing us towards a third world war to culminate in 2030 with 
a, a global suspension of individual rights and the start of the new world the order. New world order. So we're going to move on here. This is from NDTV World. I'm not sure of this site, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about the headline. A new front in Hamas war depends on Israel's action, says Iran. Israel-Palestine war. Although Tehran has been a long-term backer of Hamas, Iranian officials have been adamant that the country had no involvement in militants' attack against its arch enemy Israel on Saturday. Um, I just want to pause here to remind you uh, to engage the channel, uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, and, and share the podcast. Also, check out my other website, libpop.org, to learn about libertarian populism, uh, the political way out of tyranny. So, moving on, um, you know, is Iran involved in this? This was a lie hop. So whether they were involved backing Hamas, it looks like the Western left was involved in backing Hamas because they had Western weapons. A lot of people said already way before the incursion that Hamas or uh, Gaza was receiving weapons taken uh, in Afghanistan from the Taliban. And also people talking about Western weapons from Ukraine ending up in the hands of Hamas. Uh, that is yet to be corroborated, so we'll have to see there. But what has happened is Hamas had called for a day of jihad, that's today, um, October 13th, Friday, October 13th, and already in France, a teacher is killed in a school stabbing where a apparently a Chechen militant um, screened Allah Akbar and then stabbed uh, the student to death. And of course, since most people can't get guns to protect themselves, um, the people who are criminal will resort to knives, just like they do in China and everywhere else. If people have intent on killing, that's usually what they do. Uh, it's easy, it's fairly easy to kill somebody, especially if they're not prepared. Um, U.S. News and World Report uh, reports in their headline from today, excuse me, yesterday, U.S. must be ready for simultaneous wars with China. Russia report says the U.S. is, is becoming more and more incapable of fighting a single war, let alone finding, fighting two major wars. Um, what we are moving towards here is being telegraphed here by the U.S. News and World Report is we're headed to world, towards World War III Without a doubt, man, because that's the plan. Why is this the plan? Because when the bankers and the financial elite push the extremes of money creation and we end up with these ballooning debts and what have you, you saw it in World War One and in World War Two. the fiscal picture is very poor. So what do you do? You start World War Three, And this is going to collapse the system as we know it, where they're going to bring up like a phoenix, a new system, the new world order in 2030, but they have to bring everything down to ashes first. That includes the old financial system and the old ideas of liberty are all going to go away under a global tyranny for your benefit, of course. CNN uh, politics, Trump sharply criticized Netanyahu over intelligence failure and latest sign of soured relationship. It's not a soured relationship. Actually, Bibi um, doesn't really get along with most foreign leaders. It's just, uh, I guess it's his take on diplomacy. 
And CNN reports former President Donald Trump lashed out Wednesday at Benjamin Netanyahu saying that Israel Prime Minister was caught unprepared by Hamas attack and praising the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah is very smart. Again, just like all the other mainstream media is doing, they're taking this out of context. So the line is Hamas attack and praising the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah as, quote, very smart, quote, uh, end quote. They don't, they took very smart out of a quote and put it praising, that's a mischaracterization, because I believe what the real quote was, was that his Hezbollah has proved to be very smart to stay out of the conflict or not take part in it. Um, it, it, it there is some speculation that Hezbollah did fire some rockets from Syria or Lebanon, but that hasn't been corroborated either. So I don't, and I don't know when he made this comment, whether it was after the rocket attack or before the rocket attack. And CNN won't tell you when Trump made any of these um, comments. So we're going to look down here. Um, Trump went further at a campaign event. Uh, let's see what he said. Netanyahu has been hurt very badly about what happened here, and he was unprepared. He was not prepared. Israel's was not prepared. Uh, they were prepared, and, and they let it happen on purpose. Like I said, even after the incursions, 13 breaches of the Gaza fence line, or was it 15? 15. Okay, and so they know there's a, a rapid response team ready to do to respond to that, and that's with helicopter uh, helicopter gunships and a rapid response team. Um, neither of which showed up. There was some, so it looked like, it's hard to say with all the propaganda coming around that there was uh, uh, some response by the IDF, but there were no helicopters. And you could ask any of uh, the onlookers, or the Israeli onlookers that said there were no helicopters in the air, no jet fighters, nothing. And, and the Hamas spent half a day in Israel, uh, you know, creating terror and then we're, went back to Gaza unimpeded. So, so he goes on to say, when I see sometimes the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence or you talk about some things that went wrong over the past week, we've gotten to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force, he goes on to say. And he goes on to say, uh, escalating the current conflict, Trump said they're vicious and they're smart, and boy, are they vicious because nobody's ever seen the kind of sight that we've seen regarding Hezbollah. And maybe he was talking about Hamas, but they didn't, They again, they don't include the full quote. It's, quote, they're vicious and they're very smart, and boy, are they vicious because nobody's ever seen this kind of sight we've seen. I think he's referring to Hamas. I mean, why he would say Hezbollah when Hezbollah didn't launch the attack. So I think it was just a little confused, which he often is. And then they go back to something Trump said months ago during the 2020 election when BB turned his back on Trump at the last minute and backed Joe Biden. Um, and Trump purportedly said, fuck him. <laughs> And goes on, and they talk about the election. If the election wasn't rigged, there would be nobody even thinking about going into Israel. And then he talks about uh, Soleimani and the fact that Israel didn't participate in the strike against Soleimani, which leads you to believe, you know, what's going on here. Sometimes it pays to, to have an enemy or a boogeyman out there, whether it's Hamas or whether it's, 
you know, I mean, Bin Laden or anyone. And then most likely Bin Laden had been dead for years uh, before 9-11. But whatever, I just wanted to straighten out there that, you know, the 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 comments had been taken out of context. So, And I, it's not even clear that Trump even knew what he was talking about. The Hill reports Israeli Prime Minister said Trump's comments would wound the spirit of Israel's fighters. Again, this is just the Hill, uh, Mockingbird Media, just repeating that, oh, Trump said that they're very smart. You know, and taking that one little uh, comment, that quote, and, and, and licking, you know, linking it to him. It's like, oh, I like... I like North Korea or something. Oh no, he said something. He said pussy. Oh no. It's like, get over it. Nobody cares what somebody says. All right? Especially if it's taken out of context. If it is quoted in context, then that that the whole quote actually means something, then maybe we'll see um, what that meaning might affect you know, your daily life or my daily life or how it might affect the political environment. But in most cases, some of you take out a little clip that somebody says somebody's very smart or somebody says, you know, very bad or, you know, Hitler was very smart. Well, maybe he was very smart. That doesn't mean that, <laughs> oh my God, he's a Nazi. You know, you could you just you could look at things and make a comment about things, and that doesn't mean you support whatever it is you comment about, whether it's Nazis or Attila the Hun. It's just because if I make a comment about Attila the Hun, that doesn't mean I support what Attila the Hun did. BBC News: Former IRS worker pleads guilty to leaking ta Trump's tax returns. So, a leftist IRS worker leaked Trump's tax returns that had no consequence, they were of no consequence because it didn't show anything, um, but it just shows that there's a leftist, a leftist cult out there that everybody thinks they're, you know, helping defeat Hitler, you know, or something ridiculous like that. That's what happens when you demonize somebody. People will break the law, including... Um, including engaging in election fraud because they're keeping Hitler out of the White House. It's ridiculous. France bans, this is from CNN, France bans all pro-Palestinian protests. I mean, it's against freedom of speech, but you just had a militant attack that killed a teacher. So you can't have people inflaming jihad. And maybe it's just for today, Hamas's day of jihad. Um, I don't believe you should ban uh, speech, but again, you know, first of all, they made the mistake, and France has been doing this the longest, letting in Muslims, and then the Muslims create ghettos. They don't work. They just, you know, suck off assistance. Like like a lot of countries, and France is this way, Greece. You know, uh, I had a cousin, you know, at 35, he claimed that he back, hurt his back. He couldn't drive a truck anymore. So... He collected, he's on the dole for the rest of his life. In any case, they, uh, France, first it was Turkish, letting lots of Turkish in, and, and Turkey is part of Europe, part of the European Union. Um, but then they started letting in uh, fighting age, you know, young Muslim men 
from Africa and from the Middle East, and and now they got their hands full, just like a lot of, like Sweden, a lot of other European countries, is it's a tinderbox. And that's why they're banning the, the rallies and protests because it's a tinderbox, because you have so many young Muslim men with nothing better to do than to go out in the streets and cause trouble. And you've seen it time and time again, they, they burn whole blocks. They burn cars and they riot and break windows and shoot people and stab people. Um, and they don't want that to happen. It hasn't, I mean, people are, are like goldfish. They're, they don't remember uh, the cars burning in Paris or Notre Dame being burned down or, or what happened in Sweden or any other country throughout Europe that's got large ghettos of Muslim men and some militant, some fanatic. France 24, thousands protest across the Middle East and support of Palestinians. Thousands of protesters poured into the streets of several Middle East capitals Friday support of Palestinians amid Israeli airstrikes on Gaza and reprisals for the surprise Hamas attack. No to the occupation, no to America in support of Gaza. The rally is aimed at condemning what happened in occupied Palestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, everybody knew this was going to inflame the world. Like I said, it's a global wedge issue. And so, and it's just so funny how it started, it was contrived. The whole fucking thing was contrived, whether the Hamas militants knew that they had been set up. You know, you don't know who, if Iran didn't fund them, well, who, you know, Hamas, Hamas in Gaza doesn't have the capability to do this on their own. Who did it? I say the leftist, uh, the postmodern left, the Western postmodern left. So who knows who that is? So if it wasn't Iran, who was it? Oh, they're just, I know people always do this. Oh, there's things just manifest out of nowhere. You know, there's no cause. I'm a firm believer in cause effect. You can't just have something happen without any catalyst. Oh, they were planning for years. Okay, well, how did they get the weapons? How did they get the money? You know, it take. you know, it's just not, it's just, there has to be outside support. Gaza is a ghetto, it's closed off. There are embargoes on sending anything to Gaza. And you know, they've caught ships bringing weapons into Gaza before. It's not, you know, but that's what I'm saying. They don't have an armory, you know, an arms factory in Gaza where they're making their own weapons. They have to get them from somewhere. And they apparently they had anti-tank weapons. So Politico reports, China's soft message on Hamas is part of a much bigger strategy. Indeed, this wedge issue and on these lines, there's going to be a split of bricks and the Western European uh, neoliberals. The latest eruption in Middle East violence gives Beijing an opportunity to offer developing countries a U.S. displacing alternative vision for global leadership. Indeed, and China is the model for the new world order. That will be a global world order. You won't have any more free speech. You won't have citizen gun ownership. You won't be able to do whatever the hell you want or say what you want. And your representative government will be picked for you. You know, whether the charade will continue that somehow you voted people in, which doesn't have to happen for primaries. And that leaves you with only a couple establishment candidates for an election that now they've shown 
they have the ability through mail-in ballots uh, to rig the election. So, oh, you're not rigging the election? Oh, that's, oh, oh, I'm an election denier. If you're not rigging the election, then get rid of mail-in ballots. Are they that many people that are infirmed and can't go to a polling place on election day? I mean, come on, it's just, it, it's really ridiculous. I mean, they had the excuse during COVID of people were afraid to get this deadly disease. Well, it's really not deadly. It doesn't kill some people. So does the flu. You don't call the flu a deadly disease. So China will be taking over, but the problem is they're double crossing the West. The West is promising them, you'll have a, a pinnacle place in the new world order. But, you know, the China doesn't want that. China wants to rule the roost and, and, and squeeze out the West. Um, but the West has repeatedly say, you know, you're only here at the pinnacle because we put you here, which is true. You know, the scourge of socialism, socialism worldwide is because of Western industrialists or, or Western corporatists at this point. And this is part of the problem. Biden administration awards $7 billion for seven hydrogen hubs across the U.S. Clean hydrogen could help fight climate change. <laughs> But it barely exists today. Now the administration wants to build an entire industry from scratch. Sounds like Solyndra. Um, $7 billion in the pockets of his donors with no expectation of this project coming to fruition. It, $7 billion, it helps climate change. Does it? It doesn't. It's just $7 billion that we don't have to spend on hydrogen hubs where the, the technology barely even exists. Not, I mean, the, the technology exists, but it can't be expanded upon. It, it's, we're, not, we're not quite there yet, but it doesn't matter because with the Reflation, Inflation Reduction Act, which was actually the Green New Deal Act, they just keep creating money. They, they make money and then they borrow the money. And what does that do? That raises inflation. It's still at almost 4% year after year. AFP reports burp tax causes pre-poll stink with New Zealand farmers. Of course, they're, they're collapsing the old way of doing things, which was abundance. They're crushing, it's, it's called manufactured scarcity, make everything more expensive, and that way it puts everybody in the poorhouse. Meanwhile, the bankers make more and more money, and so you have a two-cast system. That's a, we're going into the new world order will be neo-feudalistic in the sense is that they're going to be billionaires and everybody else is going to be surf at the surf level. You don't believe it and the people are talking about it. Oh, I got millions of dollars in the bank or whatever. It's like, yeah, but that's all going to be taken away or they'll just make your money worthless or both. There'll be a bail in and then they'll also uh, undermine your currency. Newsweek reports why Gen Z is moving to the South because Gen Z is more conservative and they're sick and tired of the same old promises by Democrats and leftists about making things better when they actually make things worse, especially if you live in an urban area. Crime is up. Um, you're being, you're in a, basically in a deluge of, of, of crime and immigrants and services are becoming more scarce and there's really no way out of it for major cities unless god forbid they were they go to a republican supermajority 
and they cut back on all the benefits because people won't come if there are no benefits, and then they kind of clamp down on crime. Provided they, you know, respect individual liberties, because I don't believe in an overwhelming, you know, dispensing of liberties so you can have security. But cops on the streets is important, and I believe in broken windows. You have to police smaller crime to deter larger crime. Um, but all crime needs to be prosecuted. Sorry, cash bail. You want to get rid of cash bail? You can't be can't release uh, recidivists back onto the street. Sorry. I don't know, figure out, put them in a work camp. You want, don't want to put them in prison? Put them in a halfway house. Dude, figure out something. Put them in a straitjacket. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go back to this. Bloomberg article, Argentine Central Bank hikes, hikes rates to 133% on inflation data. Yeah, I mean, the Argentinian peso is is worthless. And that's what happens. People don't understand is, the neoliberal way of approaching finance, this is the result. Sorry. I don't want right-wing governments. Well, that's why Malay in Argentina is doing so well. He's a libertarian, but you have to have some, you know, you have to have some reasonable fiscal policy and not give in to the socialist pipe dream, which is just, just give everybody some cash. Um. Ecuador to elect president amid bloody gang war, shell-shocked by the eruption of a bloody drug war that has spilled from the country's prisons into the streets. Ecuadorians will vote for a new president on Sunday. Uh, if you don't know Ecuador and Quito there, um, these are CIA strongholds. Ecuador is basically created by the CIA. I'm not going to digress too much into that. But, um, you know, the intelligence agencies for some time have been kind of running secret wars uh, using leftist tactics like using gangs and stuff to intimidate uh, people. It's not that hard to figure out. And I reported on this the other day. This is from AP. El Salvador sends 4,000 security forces into three communities to pursue gang members. And even some mainstream media were said alleged gang members. Um, this is pretty over you know, heavy-handed by a country that used to be uh, the product of uh, School of the Americas. But I believe the president here is is making an effort to clean up uh, the streets so even the poorest Salvadorians have at least a safe life to live, whether, you know, you are rich or poor or whatever. Um the president there, Nayib Bukele, prepared uh, to request another extension of his emergency powers to combat pr crime. Now, we'll see if his emergency powers last forever um, or if he relinquishes them, you know, when he gets crime under control. I hope for the latter, you know, otherwise he's just going to turn into another, you know, right winger, right wing dictator. New Zealand election, disillusioned voters, I shift away from the left. Uh, I just reported on this thing. Why is because um, there's a burp tax in New Zealand to tax farmers uh, for cow flatulence and whatnot. It's really quite ridiculous. Um and the fact is, is that New Zealand election disillusioned voters, I shift from the left. New Zealand has become a, a socialist police state practically. And just like uh, in Australia, 
they have green police running around and it's really quite authoritarian, um, but it's for your own good. It's, it's part of the utopia, the, you know, to save the planet. We just have to beat you with our batons, you know, if, if, you know, if you're polluting the environment somehow. So New Zealand is, is moving away from the left and globally people are too because they realize that it's all contrived. Climate change is contrived. The war in Israel is contrived. The war in Ukraine is contrived. Um, the financial crisis is contrived to an extent. It's real. But, you know, most of the, most of all the, there's no coincidences as cause and effect. Most of the shit that, that keeps you on your toes is contrived. Not surprising at all. Last article here from BBC News, New Hampshire student admits threatening Republican Congressman Matt Gates. And as we saw with Trump, it's the left that is becoming militant and authoritarian and they want to lash out and they're subjectivists. They just believe, I, I believe this person is bad, so I'm doing the right thing by assaulting them or threatening them is... You're not in the right. First of all, most of your ideas are subjective. They're just in your head. They're not in reality. You can't confer them upon another person or debate them because you'll lose. And that's unfortunately the state of affairs now is that um, the left have completely gone outside of reality. They've gone off the rails and they believe in the most retarded things. Um... I talk about my nephew all the time, doesn't believe in private property or, you know, somehow you don't realize that the dream of socialist utopia has been tried and it doesn't work. It ends up in an authoritarian state because to take money from people who made it, you have to use your authority. So that's authoritarian. You're not gonna be able to get a redistribution of wealth if, you know, you don't send out the, the security forces to do so. And then you're not gonna be happy about that because it's mean, it's mean to people. All right, uh, that's it for me today. Uh, Rudy's Revelation, have a great weekend. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, share the podcast, and check out my other website, libpop.org, learn about libertarian populism, or you can check out the audio podcast at rudysrevelation.com or Substack. Also check me out on social media, X, Facebook, Getter Minds. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. This is a conspiracy. You can't handle the truth. Rudy's Revelation.